Our Lord's parable of the workers in the vineyard is classified as a hard parable, hard like this amble, which means that they are very difficult. They are in the category of parables difficult to interpret. It's found only in Matthew. And instead of dealing with the whole parable, I'm going to deal with one verse in it from Matthew chapter 20, and that's verse 10. Happens to be one of my, one of my top 10 verses of the Gospels. When the first came, they thought they would get more. Summarizes the world often, not our sin inclines us to think we should get more. I remember growing up, we had grapes in our backyard, Concord grapes, shown right there. Before the last Mass, a man brought me a, a, a bottle of Concord wine, and I said, how did you, did you, did you hear my homily from that? He said, no, I just thought I'd bring you some wine. But when Mom and Dad said the grapes were ready, in our backyard, it was all hands on deck. All five of us would, would have to pick the grapes and pick them now. They had to come off. I remember climbing the vines and crawling on the canopy. This is what this landowner was trying to do in this parable. His grapes were ready. And he hired five times during the day to get his grapes off. He was doing nothing wrong. He was doing nothing shady. There was no injustice here. But those who came first thought they would get more. And they grumbled. When have you thought you should get more? And when have you grumbled? I remember our third year of theology in Rome my classmates elected me president of the class, and it did not turn out the way I thought it would be. It was not fun. I thought I would get more. Our class was divided, it still basically is. And we're, we're told somewhat facetiously when we enter seminary that as seminarians we have two rights only, two the right to complain, and the right to a Catholic burial. So we, we tried to use the first one as much as we could. So I, I went to my spiritual director, and I, I grumbled. I told him everything that was unfair, everything that was wrong, everything that had to change. And I remember he just looked at me and he said, you need to be a better class president. And I thought to myself, aren't you hearing me? How insensitive can he be? He said, I've been listening to you for minutes. Tell me who and what is unfair, who and what is wrong, who and what needs to change. He said, to be a better class president, you need to change. 
and I began to learn a lesson in life. That day, from Matthew chapter 20, verse 10, when I thought I would get more. You see, when we think we're going to get more and we grumble, when we're certain about who and what is unfair, who and what needs to change, who and what is wrong, often we need to change. Because the only actions I can control are my own. I can't control other people. I can't change them. And many situations are out of my control. You see, if we don't do that, we give away our peace. We give power to other people whom we think need to change. And we become frustrated. Pope Francis said that this gospel is, above all, a gospel about coveting, to covet what is outside us. And when we do that, we become frustrated. And when we become frustrated, we turn into ourselves and we become the victim. All this is a victim society. Everybody else is always to blame. Father Becker, many years ago, gave a great homily on how everybody else is to blame. I hope that I'm not a... You listened to me, so a couple weeks ago I thanked you for listening to me, and I also apologized. I hope I'm not a preacher that gets up here every week and, and, and complains about what's wrong in the world or what's unfair or what needs to change. Those preachers get tiring. It becomes futile. They preach victimhood. Father Amorth, who in years ago was the Pope's exorcist, Father Amorth said, this, this victim mentality is not of God. This victim mentality in the world, and for those who harbor it, it's an evil spirit. I, I hope I've always stood up here and, and given some insight as to first how we can change before we can go into the world as the salt of the earth and the light of the world to change it. I'll leave you with this thought. After Masses, I, I enjoy standing out there and greeting people. Some days it's like walking into a firing squad, but I still do it. Still do it. I've, I've had things said to me that not only would I not say it to another person, I, 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 would, I would not dare say it to another priest. A few weeks ago, a woman whom I've known for a long time from the western part of the state, she's known me, she walked up to me and said, Monsignor, it's obvious that you're not walking your dogs anymore. And she wasn't done. 
and I'm already thinking, I thought I was going to get more. She said, I had to look at you for a long time to realize it actually was you after all the weight you put on. Now, for full disclosure, when I moved here three years ago, I was 205. This morning, I'm 212. I eat and I drink everything I want. I, I, I'm, I thought I was fine, and I am fine. My point is not whether or not she should have said that. My point is not whether or not I'm fat. My, my point is I have a decision to make. Do I think she should change? If I think she should change, I give her my peace and I give her power over me. I need to change. And being called fat is not the worst thing in the world, in the scope of things. Think about our Lord being nailed to the cross. What did he say? Did our Lord say, this is unfair, this is wrong, this needs to change? No. He said, forgive them. Forgive them. What is going on in your life? What is going on in your life where you think you thought you were going to get more? And... How do you need to change? How do you need to change in that situation or in that relationship? As we receive our Eucharist today, let's pray for that awareness and let's pray for the grace to do it. Amen.